Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from Aftershocks reminding you that if you want to see the interviews, see the artists, and see Matt and I ramble on with the artists, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just go to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash AftershocksPod1, the number one. So bit.ly slash AftershocksPod1. And you can subscribe and see all of our videos in this video cast. It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the theclassicmetalshow.com. That, of course, was Damage Plan with Pride. And uh, not a band many people liked. It's sad that that's the swan song for Dimebag, isn't it? Unmute yourself, dick fuck. Unmute yourself. I can't do it. There we go. There you Sorry. Go. <laughs> I'm being a responsible co-host. I was I was muted and trying to send you a link and everything. So, yeah, no, Swan Song for Dimebag. Um, dude, the Damage Plan record was, it was, it was great songs, but the production sounded like demos, man. It was, God, that was scooped. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, I mean, honestly, honestly, you know what sounds better is is the uh, the Rebel meets Rebel shit, right? Yeah, it did. That was that was fucking way better, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like a fuck around. Yeah, to me, and, and granted, it was years before, but still. Yeah, to me, uh, Damage Plan proved that Pantera was out of ideas because I I didn't think the songs were that good either. I I mean, I like I like about three. I like that one that we just played, Pride. I like that one. Um, what's the song that that's like the tragic one? Bullet, you know, yeah. bullet to the head or whatever. Um, yeah. And um, I kind of liked "Fuck You," you know, with the with the <laughs> kind of punky "Fuck You," "Fuck yeah, You," yeah, "Fuck You," yeah, right. <laughs> you know. I sort of liked that, but um, right. <clears throat> you know, it, it's interesting. I email emailed. I um, did an interview that I think launches this week on AfterShocks with. Um, with um AJ Cavalier of um Diesel Machine. Right. And for those that don't know, Diesel Machine is uh it's actually an old band that nobody remembers but me, you know, but they um they had an album out in two thousand and the guitar player in Diesel Machine was Pat Latchman, who became the singer of Damage Plan. Yep. But, you know, because he did Diesel Machine, then he joined Halford and then he joined Damage Plan. And then he went into hiding because all the Pantera fans fucking hate him. You know, well, apparently Dimebag hated him too. So yeah, I mean, there, there was some there was some problems there. But I actually asked um, AJ about that, you know, and about if he worries about going to shows because of all the hate that's going to come from the Pantera people. And he, you know, he gave me the well. I hope it's not going to be that way, but you know, we'll we'll see. So right. You know, interesting interview to say the least. So, you <laughs> right. know, and so check that out. I think that launches this week. It'll be on the CMS Podcast Network right here at theclassicmetalshow.com. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. So uh, I did email you a link as per your request. All right, let's see. There. So, all right. Well, I will. Uh, you, you and Neely, you and Neely did a segment. God, last year at this point, I think mm-hmm. with with Steve Perry. And uh, Steve Perry and his, his teeth, right? And I found, 
a live John Bon Jovi video from I think April, maybe. Okay, and it, it's him doing uh, "Living on a Prayer" acoustic, but it, it, it says John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. And basically, what it is is it's just John Bon Jovi with an acoustic guitar in the studio, and in the yeah, there it is. By the way, can we address the fact before this even starts? Why does he have a giant fucking picture of himself in the side of the, like what what a, what a douche? And you know what the worst, anyway, you know what the worst part about that picture is? It shows him when he looked cool versus now, where it looks like he right? you know he's he's wearing a helmet. He literally Ugh. looks like one of those, and I guess it's Star Wars night tonight, but um, he, <laughs> he looks like one of those guys flying an X-Wing. Right. Doesn't his hair look like an X-Wing pilot's ha- hair or yeah. hat, helmet? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, like, to, like, watching this video, like, I, I found this, and you and I, like, I mean, you've seen this before, because you and I skewered it, like, we were just bullshitting mm-hmm. one night, like, let's just jump on StreamYard, whatever, but... It it, it it has to be done again because, like you said, he looks like an idiot with the hair. Yeah. But even worse is, you know, you guys, again, you did the Steve Perry segment with the, you know, see your face. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you can you can tell that he's got teeth. Like, but Steve Perry in that song, mm-hmm. it was only here and there. Yeah. If you listen to this audio, mm-hmm. it, you can hear it all over the place, but... You know, anybody who's not watching the video live or, you know, on, you know, uh, CMS TV, you got to look this up. It's John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. Yeah. Living on a prayer live. From, like, it's not Richie Sambora. Like when it, you'll hear it when, it when it comes into the chorus, it basically puts up a bubble over his shoulder of an old video of Richie singing the, the, the harmony. Right. The counter vocal over his shoulder. So you hear the all of a sudden bass comes in and drums and then right, but his he's awful. You can hear it, but to watch him do it, you can tell he's got a mouthful of fucking marbles, dude. And and what what, what's tragic is how how is it that these billionaires can't afford fucking implants on their teeth, dude? It's uh, it's got well apparently he he has the money to afford great teeth, but I guess. Getting teeth just messes with your fucking mouth. I don't know. Like, see, I, I just I mean, wonder if if these guys are afraid that it's going to affect their singing, so they don't get the implants like screwed into their fucking jaw. But but that's what they are, though. Are they? I, yeah, I, I thought these were yeah. like true dentures that he's trying to hold in place. Well, I mean, there's dentures, but then there also are like teeth that kind of like screw into the jaw kind yeah. of thing, like. I, dude, I don't know. Like, and it, what, whatever it is, if Steve Perry and John Bon Jovi, if if that's the best they can do, the rest of us are fucked. Yeah, no shit. No <laughs> because, shit. They're, they're, you know, if that's the best these guys can do, then we better rely on a blender because you know we're gonna be drinking <laughs> right. shakes from sixty years old on. This, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude. So seriously, play this shit. Like it's like you can you can hear it. Like all like it's. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like and, and and again, someone who can't see the video in the middle when he goes into the like right before the guitar solo or after the guitar solo, he does this yeah 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 and start <laughs> shaking the guitar like what the fuck are you doing right? <laughs> so, oh let's, god, so yeah, let's play a little and then we'll stop along the way. 
So yeah. there you go. It's John Bon Jovi and allegedly Richie Sambora with um, <laughs> right. Living on a Prayer, Live from Home 2020. Yeah, it's April. Tabby's work on the docks. All right. Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> It's like the first, it's a T, Tommy, but Tommy. Now, yeah. in the video, you can't see it. He's literally like 15 feet off the mic. And what he does is he then comes up to the mic yeah. and he sings it more intimately. But literally, Tommy, you should work on. Like, yeah. He's it's... 15 feet off the fucking, you can hear it. How yeah. do you go when it's tough? It's, it's Tommy spelled C-H-O-M-M-Y. <laughs> Shami! Don't forget the Z. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the, the Z. So it's like <laughs> it's like the Polish version. <laughs> Let's play that again. Start it yep. over. Holy shit! Was it Shami? <laughs> yeah. Tommy's work on the docks. Yeah. He on strike. He's down on his lucky turn. Dude, does he remember the words? It literally looks like he's like, you know, the guy at karaoke that doesn't know the words but can't read fast enough to fucking say them. Right. <laughs> Isn't that what it looks like he's doing there? He's like, Charlie, you sure on the jocks. He's got cue cards over the mic. You can't yeah. see. He's probably got a manager <laughs> behind it holding it up for him. <laughs> what the hell? All right. <laughs> and then a long pause before this watch this again i'm starting it over yet again the, watch the long pause between the first line and the second line like he's forgotten yeah. the words and he has to remember it and then he does it <laughs> right. again between two and three watch this shit <laughs> right check it out Tabby's work on the docks <laughs> See, he's been all, all sensitive but coming up to the mic now. Here we go. Right. Working for a man. She brings home a pain. What happened to this guy? Dude. I, I, I told you, and I don't think you've watched it yet. Like, you got to watch, like, the when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, what, two, three years ago or something. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Like, he was, it was bad, dude. Oh, he's, <laughs> dude, he's awful. And, oh. and, and look, I'm not the biggest Bon Jovi fan in the world, but I don't hate him like most people do. You know, I don't have that incessant hate because they were pop and, and whatever. You know, they were good at one point live. You know, from I saw him like three or four times, I, and and I'll be honest, the seventy eight hundred right. degree Fahrenheit tour was excellent because that was when they were still trying to be a metal band. Oh yeah, yeah. And and there's a video out there of them live in Japan, and if you want proof that they used to be good, look that up from eighty five. Um, it's um, Tokyo Road, and it's just Richie Sambora just fucking thrashing. On guitar, right. it's it's like the heaviest he ever played, and it, it's so good. And yeah, but now you get this. I saw him a few times. I saw him on seventy eight hundred. I saw him on um on um the big tour, slippery when wet. I saw him on New Jersey, and I saw him on um keep the faith. I saw all those tours, 
And they were pretty good. I mean, they were good. And then I've seen video in the last 20 years. It's like, whew, what happened to this fucking yeah. band? Yeah. You know, just awful. But, all right, let's play a little more of this genuinely awesome stuff. <laughs> Dude, mushmouth shit. Say we gotta hold on to what we've got. Do what make a difference? Make it on that. It's like he's eating something while trying. You know, you yeah. Know, you know the asshole it's that like you get so- on that you get on the phone with, and they're they're like eating, but they're on the phone too. Yeah, that's what this is like. It's like you have your tongue in your mouth. Like, dude, I'll never forget. And this is like one of my favorite childhood memories. So my brother. My older brother's nine years older than me, mm-hmm. and we had, we had a we had a kid down the street that was my brother's age. They were the same age, went to high school together, and everything. And his name was Greg Schluter. Okay, I'll never forget this. And they used to call him Schlaschlasch <laughs> because he would talk like this. He had a speech impediment, talk like this. Right. So, so literally, of course, back in like the early '80s, it was okay to call your friend slash slash. Right. So I always, I, I never called him Greg as a little kid. I was like, what's up? Slash slash. He's like, Hey, what's up? It's totally fine. This sounds like slash slash. Yeah. You know, just, like it's like a speech impediment, except he just has new teeth. And, but, <laughs> like, and, and if you're John Bon Jovi, okay. You can't really do much about play performing this way live. If this is how you yeah. sound and you know, People are going to record it with their cell phone or whatever and put it out there. But he's doing this. But you, but you'll never notice that live in, in, in like a stadium, no. yeah, with, with like the, the booming sound and the right. reverb and all that kind of shit. Yeah, this is like an intimate, like yeah. You but know, again, you have to know that you know you're you know come here work on the docks. Like, how does what the fuck? How does he or his management or his somebody not not say? How does he not come off of the this at the end of it and go, that was fucking great? And somebody t- says to him, dude, that was dog shit. We're not going to put this out there. Because, dude, he, he makes like the, the guys like like made like a couple hundred million dollars. And yeah. everyone around's like, oh, yeah, John, that's beautiful. That's exactly what it should have sounded like. Uh, this is a paycheck. Are they? You know? are, are those people like, really saying that to him? Probably are. You're probably right. Of course they are. Of course they are. Dude, dude you you know way more about the business yeah. than i do i know a little bit about the business but you know what you know that's what's happening yeah. john that was great and, and you know what they're probably doing john that was great john that was fantastic well, that was exactly how it's supposed to be. No. <laughs> what they're really doing is saying look i get 10 percent of gate when they go back on tour there's going to be a hunger for this fucking guy because right. of a new album plus nobody's been on tour forever it'll be a big right. show They'll make two hundred million dollars. I'll make twenty million dollars. Best thing ever, John. <laughs> Bravo. <Right>. Chuching. <laughs> right. Fucking terrible, man. All right, let's, yeah, let's keep going on this. Yeah, this is this is something. All right, here we go. That's a lot that's a lot literally like you said it's like he's got food in his mouth yeah we'll give it a shot <laughs> no your tongue's too far it's you got to put your tongue back it, it's not we'll give it a shot like no it's give it a shot, give like, it a you shot. Your in the back of your mouth oh <laughs> yeah. we're halfway there <laughs> dude like go back seriously go back like 10 oh! seconds like, you can't 
choking on some hair. <laughs> Dude, we're not even a minute into this. This is it's fifty-two seconds into it. Yeah, this is yeah. Play from right there. This is bad. Look, look at this. Say we got a hold on to what we've got. Doesn't make a difference. Make it on that. Got each other. That's a lot for love. That's a lot for love. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Dude, it's, it's like I, I hate busting on a guy that's worth a couple hundred million dollars. He's written like or co-written like some of the biggest hits in music history. Sure. But Jesus, like you said, like, like, how do you not like listen to this and go, huh? How do we yeah. fix that? How, how do you not, how, <laughs> like, how do you not have enough pride in yourself to say, you know what? Not putting that out. Well, dude, it's the ego. You and I, how many times have we talked about the ego? Yeah. I mean, like the, the ego of these, of these musicians and shit is just absolutely fucking. It's, 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 it's like indescribable. They're just yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. I've got these songs. People love me, so fuck off. Yeah. It's like it's the David Lee Ross syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'll serve David up. David Lee Ross literally thinks he can dance around, do this kind of faggy bullshit. Like, yep. you know. Meanwhile, Eddie Van Halen's over there actually kicking fucking ass on guitar. It's real musicianship, and David Lee Roth couldn't care. Like, no, they're here to see me dance like a fool. No. Like, up yours, dude. Like, they, they all they all seem to have that theory of I'm going to serve you a shit sandwich, and you're going to tell me it tastes like chocolate. Yes, it is, man. You know, it, dude, that is exactly what it is. That's exactly I'm sorry. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, halfway there. Oh, oh, here, oh, and, and we're coming up to that part. So yeah. now we can get to the you know the Richie Sambora part. Right, so, yeah, so here we Richie go. Sambora is with him, by the way. Yeah, sure he is. That's here. dude. And, and by the way, before you hit play, mm -hmm. let's let's address the fact that. Bon Jovi is so fucking big they can do anything they want, and yeah. yet he still clickbaits this yeah. by saying John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. Right. And all he does is post a little fucking like bubble over his shoulder of yeah. old old Richie footage. How do you think Phil X feels? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what Phil X feels? He feels glorious on his hundred thousand dollar bed that he's sleeping on. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's got the most expensive purple bed that they sell. You know? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, when you hit play, and just listen to how like it, it's a solo acoustic, and then you hear this boom with like a full room yeah. fucking bass, this that, and it, like with Richie Sambora. So this yeah. is great. It's so bad. Right, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. We give it a shot. Oh, <laughs> and you can hear everything drop out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's garbage. You know what's awesome? If 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 we, if we make it to the end, mm -hmm. like like he's trying to keep the rhythm, but it gets a little bit off the rhythm of at the end. <laughs> it's like uh oh, train wreck, and they turn it off all of a sudden. <laughs> what what I wonder is, I would love to know what Richie thinks of this. You know, well again. He doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. He's he's getting fucking paid. No, man. it's YouTube. No, he's not. They didn't release this as a as an official release. <laughs> right there. It is. 
Oh, it, they missed all his editing. Yeah. All his editing talent oh, yeah. in the world missed. Dude, at the, and at the end, they cut John's voice out when they missed it. Just, right. just wait till the end. It's fucking beautiful. Right, here we go. It's play fucking that. beautiful. I'll play that again. Okay. <laughs> See? Yep. Time to do the six string in the What? Give a Dude. Who's giving him fucking voice lessons? Vince Neil? Yeah, you know what? Though? Like, okay, I, I can't I can't rip his voice because like his vibrato is awesome. Like his voice is super powerful in terms of musculature. Yeah. But it's just it's like, like you know. And he, you know, again, like the thing is, like, this – he sounds good doing this acoustic in terms of, like, the notes he's hitting. Like, you could actually like, say, Tommy's got a six-string in hock. Like, that's a cool thing. Until you go, Tommy's got a six-string in. And if you see – again, if you see them live at the, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, and that was, what, three years ago? Yeah. It's fucking terrible live. So this is, like, he's awful live. Like, mm-hmm. so – I mean, you give him credit in this environment, like this is how you should do it. But he does it this way with a full fucking band, like where the whole band's like, you know, halfway there. Oh, he's yeah. doing the damn, he's got his six ring in. Like, oh my God, what the fuck are you See, doing? Here's, here's what I almost wonder hearing this. I wonder if he's been doing this for the last 20 years on stage and uh, the amplification hides it. And and they pull him a little bit back in the mix so that it hides it even more. But he's it done be, it so, and he's done it so long that he doesn't know how to sing anymore. No, dude. Well, again, the muscle. If you listen to like, Tommy's got a six string in. Yeah, he's got the vibrato like the yeah, like the musculature wise in his in his in his you know vocal cords like the neck stuff like like he's got it like it, it sounds amazing like he's got that incredible control. It's just he can't hit the notes, and again in this environment, doing the song acoustic, it's like those notes are fine, but it also sounds ridiculous with the. <laughs> but he does those same notes like with a full band, like in front of sixty thousand people with the band like blazing and just kicking ass. Yeah. Like he's he's going <laughs> in these low notes. Like what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like yeah. So yeah, it's you know. It's just bad. All yeah. Right, let's, All right, keep going. Again, again, wait till the end when they actually cut his voice off. All right, let's play some more of this shit. Yes. Now he's holding him what he used to make him. <laughs> Jesus. So tough. So tough. Yeah, dude, he's holding him. Like, there's no H there, dude. It's He's holding him. So you could t- he's like again this is this is singer shit and I'm 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 nothing I'm just this is cover band singer guy but because I do sing like well he's on like he's pushing which means he's even trying it he's actually having to try to hit these notes right <laughs> like because you know it's it's he's holding in like that's easy singer right you could do it like he's uh-huh. holding, he's on in like. Yeah, it's like either a, he's a trying too hard breathy. or he's trying too hard to emote. Yeah. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, bad. dude? Like, in, in the words of Neely, it's just bad enunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine, dude. 
<laughs> All right, let's play All some right. more of this. <laughs> what a dick I am. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, if he he is, everybody won't get the joke (laughs) except me, you, and him. Right? Nice. Gina dreams are running away. Yes, she does. But she cries every night, Tommy whispers, it's okay. Someday. Someday. Yeah, someday. What is someday? Is that after Monday? Well, he says we got to hold on, so. We got to yeah. hold on to what we've got. <laughs> Who the hell is Scott? She says you got to hold on to Polydent. Yeah. I forget who posted it in the chat room, but, like, they did a Steve Perry, like, with the Polydent lyrics and stuff. <laughs> it was it was, it was great. <laughs> but- Polydent will grip them all day. <laughs> hold your teeth in. So that they stay in place, in place, in place, place. We gotta hold on to our gums. <laughs> I can write this shit, dude, dude. It's it's so bad. Like we're ripping on a guy that sold like like a hundred million records, look, but look, like why? Like why would you? To your point. If you know you sound like this yeah. in an intimate environment, why would you do that? And I'm just going to say to your to answer your question, past performance does not excuse per- current horridity. If horridity well, is an actual word, it doesn't. It just means that back in the day he was he sounded better. It, go, it goes back to our David Lee Roth no. discussion. Like mm-hmm. Roth just, you know, Eddie Van Halen's up there just fucking wailing and sounding like he was fucking 20 years old. Like, you know, Alex is kicking ass and Roth is up there just doing his like, nah, boo, uh, ha, like, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Like, I remember man. this one. Tommy yeah. oh, used I, to work. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I know this song. Tommy used to work on the ha, ha, Awful. It's like Dr. Hee Haw. Yeah, anyway, is. so yeah. All right, here's some more. <laughs> Yeah. We got a hold on to what we've got. Doesn't make a difference, big it or not. We got each other. That's a lot for love. Dude, that's a lot for love. Oh, we Just a flat out miss on the edit. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. editor just plain out missed by like a half a second. Let's do that again. Dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just missed. I'm telling you, dude, at the end, they literally turned John's vocal off. Like, I'm, I'm telling wait, wait till the end. It's fu- like, and even, even as much as you and I talked about this before. Yeah. Like you didn't get to, the, we didn't get to the end. You're gonna yeah. love this, dude. Right. They literally turn him the fuck off. Right, <laughs> like, the edit gets that bad. Let's play some more of this junk. <laughs> right. Well, Richie sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet he still sounds like that. Yeah, he probably does. 
so bad. <laughs> well, God forbid, you know, John keeps him in the band. You know. Yep. Exactly. All right, let's play. Some I, did, I You know, I, I, you got you got to give Richie Sambora credit, by the way. You haven't heard a single word from him about anything. Right. He's just like, yeah, I'm out of Bon Jovi. Fuck you. Like he made his money. He's like, yeah, fuck you, John. You want to fire me? Up your ass. Like, right. Dude, give him tons of credit, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that's fucking. He's, he's like, he's like Michael Anthony. Yeah. Michael Anthony got fucked by Van Halen, and he's and he hasn't said a word. Yeah, I'm just gonna go play with Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Like, like, can anyone tell us what the hell Richie Sambora is doing right now? Yeah. Besides sitting on a beach somewhere. Just rifling through hundred dollar bills, going yeah, thanks John, thanks John. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, there was that record with Orianthe, whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, well, and he was fucking Ori, or yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, dude. It, she was hot for a minute, yeah. but oh my god, have you have you ever seen? Like, okay, we'll, we'll get back to this in a second. Have you looked up pictures of her? Because she was like smoking hot when when they hooked up, yeah. and now she literally, I mean, like skin and bones, like she may weigh like seventy pounds, like it's gross. Yeah, now I'll pass. Ooh, I'll pass. God, so yeah. I'll so stick, anyway, all right, keep I'll, going. Keep I'll going. stick with Nita Strauss for for my female <laughs> guitar needs, dude. Yeah, a little bit. All right, here we go. John Bon right. Jovi, some more. <laughs> And here comes the guitar waving thing. All right. We got a hold on, ready or not. You live for the light, but it's all I didn't know that was one word. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, again, hit play. Because then he goes back and starts waving the guitar around a little oh, bit. Good. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, right. no one's going to hear, like, a whammy off an acoustic guitar, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe if it's, like, mic'd up live, you know, in front of an arena with, like, a shitload of every right. kind of production. But solo in a room, it just looks like you're waving the thing around like a goof. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, he is a goof, that's for sure. So. Yeah. All right, let's play some more. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> see, <laughs> and then, see there again. <laughs> too early. Yep, I'm telling you, dude. Take my naked Here comes. See, look, yeah. see, kind of mic's completely <laughs> see, they off. They cut him off. They cut his mic off. <laughs> well, in that part, that part, even before that, when they had him today with him ten years ago and Richie yep. ten years ago, yep. that was all fucked up sounding. <laughs> that just sounded like a mesh of like three right? things playing at once. Now, granted, they were doing this live, but still, like, you have to, like, if you're if you're working for a Bon Jovi, yeah. and if you are a Bon Jovi, like, you've got the money to, like, 
figure this shit out huh. before you start. Like, and like, that's like, like you said, like all of a sudden, then we're going to bring John in and do it like John now and John then and Richie and oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. We're off. We're off. Like, and like, I mean, play it back, dude. Like, it was so fucking off. It's, it's <laughs> like, let me go back to that. Where is that at? That's right here. Oh. All right, so just listen bad. to how off this is. This is like <laughs> right. completely off the rails. Oh, right here. Take my yep. hand, naked I I just like to point out, you and I were silent during that. It wasn't us making noises over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so bad, dude. Fucking trash. Oh. But again, you know, that, that speaks to the ego. Mm-hmm. It speaks to the ego of these guys. Like, they're just like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm John Bon Jovi. You'll eat the shit sandwich. Like yeah. David Lee Roth. We've talked about it so many times. Like, you'll eat the shit sandwich, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and you'll love it. it sounds like crap. <laughs> I wonder if there's like 50, 60 year old soccer moms at home or soccer grandmoms at home that are listening to this in their minivan and going, oh, John is so special. <laughs> you know, they do, though. <sighs> but, but, but again, in, in, you know, in their defense, mm-hmm. soccer moms don't know. Like, you and I are, li- are watching and listening to this. Like having like seen umpteen millions of hours of, of video bands and mm-hmm. knowing like behind the scenes of this and the other, right? So get him credit there. But this one, I think, is a little bit obvious. Like it's you know, the, so awful. You know, call me if you work on the yeah. <sighs> you know the shit all the time. And, there's just nothing. You know, there's nothing appealing or good to this. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> nothing. His performance stinks. The editing stinks. The 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 shaking the guitar is fucking fresh out of an Elvis video. That one. Yeah, it's like, like what are you doing? Yeah. Now, you know? I I can't I can't say the performance stinks on, on only one respect. I can. He he's exactly on pitch. You know, there, there's no way to auto tune this. So, like, note wise, he's like pitch perfect, which is which is cool. You know, so that's good. And again, his vibrato is whoa, whoa. Well, I'm just gonna like make- he's powerful and great. Like, but the yeah. and then the like like putting Richie in. Like, I mean, like honestly, this like okay. I'm gonna ask you a question. All right. I think as bad as this was with the like, <laughs> like you know slash slash um. I think it might have been at least a little better if he hadn't put the Richie Sambora shit in there because it kind of juxtaposed like, you know, good stuff and clean stuff against him just, you know, kind of no. being aged. Like, what do you think? No, he stinks. <laughs> no, it's that simple. He stinks. And, and, and you're like so many fans that try to give these guys – uh, a lifeline. I don't care that you're older and that your voice changed or whatever. If you can't do it anymore, stop. 
Well, I, but I'm not. I'm not saying that with him. I'm <sighs> saying, like, be, because you hear Richie, like classic Richie, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Richie, by the way, still sounds the same way. Um, you hear classic Richie, like it kind of makes it worse. But it, it, like, and this is bad. But I just don't think it would be. I mean, let let's say this is a hundred percent bad. Mm-hmm. I think it would only be ninety five percent bad. <laughs> like you know, like how giving of you, <laughs> <laughs> right? And like it, it, it's funny. Like you're just like the fans. Like I, I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, dude. Like I, like as a kid, like I love Bon Jovi, and I, I bought the records. And as I, I, I've literally as I've gotten older, like don't like eh, Bon Jovi, cool, cool, not cool, not cool. Blah, 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 blah. Like mm-hmm. just not a fan. Like and and part of it is you know skewed because you know. You've told me that he's a fucking asshole in person, right? So, and and you know me, I just if musicians are fucking assholes in mm-hmm. person, which we we can get to that topic, you know, after the next break. But um, I fucking hate musicians that are actual fucking dickheads. But sure, um, you know, I, I you know, I'll I mean, give, this was terrible. But yeah, I'll give John credit where credit's due. The guy can write a fucking ballad. That is the strength of John Bon Jovi. Do you think that? Do you think it's him though, or is it Desmond Child? Uh, whoever, whoever it was that worked with him, whatever their comp, their combination developed. It's kind of like the thing with Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Whoever the fuck okay. it was, right. you know, when you start naming off the Bon Jovi ballads, whether it's "Living in Sin," "Wanted Dead or Alive," "Always," "Better Roses,", Better yeah. Roses um, you know. Even stuff like I'll Be There For You, you know, these are fucking tremendous ballads. Silent Night, you know, I mean, he wrote, wrote, sang, worked with, whatever he did to come up with these songs. They are fucking as good as any ballads go. Yeah. Outside of that, eh, rest of it was just poppy shit. But the guy could write, the guy or whoever it was could fucking write a ballad. Right. I, I, I still I still wonder, you know, and we'll move on after this and, you know, take a break, play some songs or whatever. But like, I still wonder because, you know, Slippery When Wet, you know, their their breakout record, it was Desmond Child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been very vocal about the fact that Desmond Child was the one that, you know, fucking wrote, you know, Living on well, a Prayer. Like, But like, again, who cares? Uh, what, Where, all that- those all those songs. Like, so is it really him? Like I, and I wonder, like, because I've worked with a producer, like, and and just on a local level, like, I know what a fucking producer can do to change a song. Right. So it's like, well, how how much did John and Richie really write? Like, how much did the producer come up with? Whatever. But you know, so I, I mean, you, you got to wonder. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I I don't know the answer. Assume, but... You have to assume that you have to assume that that, that most of it was them. Yeah, well, I, a, a producer a producer doesn't come in and go and go no change all these notes and do this one yeah. so you well, know so, and, yeah, and, and tons of credit for yeah to them so, and and especially if you if you listen to their their catalog their catalog is kind of you know out of even even if you listen to stuff before they were big if you listen to the two albums the self titled and seventy eight hundred Fahrenheit yeah they had songs that that would have fit on any album Silent Night yeah. would have fit on any album and Love yep. Lies would have fit on any album yeah you know and here I am showing my Bon Jovi knowledge which is retarded <laughs> but 
But uh, you know, I, I was a big fan. Dude, of You love all kinds of music. Well, and no, I was, no I, I was. He's one of those guys that I was a fan of until I met, and then once I met, it, it's it's intolerable to listen to now. Plus, he did some. He's done a twenty years of shit music, and yeah, and then well, dude, and then I mean, if for, I was for, your mother, is like a a song about you know a mom fucking her kids. And it's like, what? What were they thinking there? <laughs> right. If I was your mother, would I lay with you? It's like, what? Right. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Do, all right, but I mean, to your point, and you and I have talked about this so many times. Like, mm-hmm. like when you find out musicians are fucking total dicks, mm-hmm. like it, it it saps your energy for loving what they do. Like, yeah. you know, I've I've used the example with you so many times. Like, um. Slayer for me, like I was an enormous fucking Slayer fan, right? And and then you know through the early nineties and shit, and and um, and then in ninety five when they put out the uh, goddamn like last night I can't remember the goddamn name of the record. Um, Divine Intervention. D- thank you, Divine Intervention. Like I love the album, and then they put out that live record, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck yeah, like or the live uh, uh, VHS DVD, whatever. And I watched it and, and it showed them backstage and they were just such fucking assholes. And I was like, I was like, fuck this. (laughs) And I, I, I I can't, I can't deal with it. And you know, the only, the only band that I can still listen to that I know. And I can't say a bunch of assholes, Mm -hmm. but major asshole is uh, Megadeth. Yeah. Like Mustaine is such a prick. Like I on the World Needs a Hero tour, I saw him at the Odeon, and and honestly, Ellison was like ready to go. Like we were standing out by the bus, and Dave just ran out like, "Hey, what's up? Ha ha!" Smiling, but jumped on the bus like there's like a hundred of us, and he just like ha ha jumped up, like fuck you, right? And then you know. <laughs> And Ellison tried to do the same thing, but someone blocked the door. And I'll never forget him, like, rolling his eyes for a second. Okay. And, but he signed everything. God bless him. Like, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, Dave has always had this reputation as an ass. And he was an ass. Yeah. Well. And, and I met him on, on the – I met him again on the Rust in Peace 20th anniversary tour uh, out in Indiana. It was literally like Steph and I had, had known each other – Oh fuck! Like not even a year, but I was like, I, I, it was Don and I. I picked up Don, and then I drove with Don. I picked up Steph and Lyman. Then we went out to, I think it was Indianapolis. It was Indianapolis. All right. And and we did. It was just a meet and greet, like, and it wasn't a paid meet and greet. It was just, hey, you know, fucking get in line, buy a t shirt, whatever. Right. Sure. And he he was just he was just kind of he was looking at people smiling, but you could just tell the look on his face mm-hmm. was just like, ah, fuck off, like. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. He was just, he, it was like he needed a paycheck at some point. Like, it's like, and that's literally the only band that, like, I know the guy's a fucking cock mm-hmm. that I can still listen to because I, I'm sorry, man. Like, like if, if you're a fucking piece of shit, right. like, I can't, I can't listen to your music. Like, I, I know you're a little different yeah. from me on that one. Like, like Testament for me, like, I love fucking Testament. Mm-hmm. And and I actually loved them extra because I opened for them on the low tour. Right. W- one of the most amazing experiences of my life. But 
it wasn't so much that we opened for them and saw them like Im- imagine. Okay, for anybody listening, imagine seeing Testament on a stage that should hold three people, but then imagine it holding all of fucking Testament. Right. I got to play that stage. I mean, it was uh, like the place. It was uh, Ron's Crossroads. Aiken, yeah, you know yeah. that, mm-hmm. dude. Place hold held three hundred people. Fucking brutal. But I was taking a piss when we showed up. You know, set up, and I, I looked to my right. And fucking Chuck Billy is sitting there taking a whiz, and he's just this monster. And I went, I literally, my dick in my hand, I was like, holy fuck, you're Chuck Billy. He goes, what's up, man? I was like, <laughs> what's up with you? Huh. Then said, you compared I'm, I'm dicks, and then you pulled your yeah. dicks out, compared dicks. <laughs> Mine was bigger, I, w- I will say that. Somehow, some look, somehow I know Steph has said you've got a big cock. I doubt your dick is bigger than Chuck Billy's. I have guy, a picture that would prove otherwise. The guy is will... fucking 6'10". Where do you think all of his height went? Not in his nuts. So there you go. He'd have to have a two-foot dick to have an average dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get, get my own back. Like, mm. I, I do have a reasonable... Anyway, so <laughs> I'm literally sitting there bullshitting with Chuck Billy with my dick, our dicks in our hands, like, pissing. And he was he was like the sweetest fucking dude. Like he's mm-hmm. just bullshitting everything. We washed our hands. He gave me a hug. Like he's like fuck yeah, dude. Like he's like so you're you're in a band? Like you touring? I said no. Like we're we're literally just a local band, and we got thrown on here. We try to play some thrash, and he's like, dude, kick some ass, man, kick some ass. Like he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So like I will always be a testament fan. Like sure. like any any band that I've ever met, like that I'm a fan of, I'll always be always be a super huge fan of like dream theater are the sweetest guys seven dust like you know that mm-hmm. seven dust are the yeah, best motherfuckers ever yeah, dude funny. eddie van halen i've met eddie van halen and people say he's a prick he was not a prick to me dude because i was real with him because you, know? you were crying no yeah no <laughs> dude no i honestly like like and i'll, I'll tell this on air i'll, I'll make it short because we got to get you know get to a break but dude in 2004 on that crazy tour they were selling these packages, these, you know, the, 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 it was, it was literally the beginning of the, the, um, you know, the meet and greet package and all that kind of shit you could buy. Right. On there, it was $400 and it was for 400 bucks. You got a, a ticket in the first three rows, which was a random grab. And then you got a tour of the entire backstage of the arena. You got a private catered party and you got to watch sound check and all this kind of free merch. And on that particular tour, uh, Eddie would come out and he did a private fucking guitar solo and just jam in front of fans and shit like that. And I'll never forget, like, like section one was Michael Anthony. Section two was uh, Sammy. Section three was Eddie. And I got my ticket at the very latest possible, like, you know, because the Internet at the time was kind of new. And so I, I, I got in super late and I was like, ah, fuck, I'm just going to get, you know, third row, whatever. Right. Fuck. Well, long story short, I ended up front row Eddie Van Halen. I was like, what the fuck? So and at the time, like they had the Van Halen circle and it, the stage came to a point. So I literally was I mean, like where I'm sitting at my computer, I'm about a foot and a half from my ring light, my webcam. That's how close I was to Eddie. Right. And he he's fucking just soloing and he starts playing like and I'll never forget, like, like he's just he's going through stuff and he's just riffing and he goes into women in love. I'll never forget this. Like he goes into women in love. And I was like, what the 
fuck, that's women in love. And some guy behind me goes, and I was so enthralled. I hear some guy behind me go, play some classic Van Halen. And I turn, I go, I scream, I go, he's playing women in love, you fuck, shut up. (laughs) So long story short, he, it was like, I think it was like a year, less than a year after he had had part of his tongue removed for the cancer. And Eddie has always said like, if was that Eddie Van Halen or John Bon Jovi? Eat my nuts. <laughs> no, I'm just because <laughs> the way John sounds. <laughs> right. But no, so so he, it was less than a year from his like, you know, tongue thing and, you know, the, the, the cancer. And everyone's like going nuts. And, you know, if you read any any interview with Eddie Van Halen ever, he always says, you know, I'm not a rock star. I'm a musician. I hate the rock star shit, you know, and, and I've read everything, obviously, because I'm a, the biggest Eddie Van Halen honk there is. Right. And he's, you know, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm like a foot and a half from Eddie Van Halen. And people are going, ah, yeah, throwing their hands up. Like, and there's guys behind me going, eh, God thinks he's Eddie. Like, that's a big Van Halen saying, you know, God thinks he's Eddie. People hold up signs with that and everything. And he's, and I'm looking at him and he's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then he's rolling his eyes. Like, like he just, he wanted nothing to do with it. So I started tugging on his jeans. I was like, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. And I started thinking, because, you know, I got a family history of cancer. So, you know, it means something to me that he beat cancer. And I, I was grabbing his jeans. He's, and he, he looked. I go, Eddie, Eddie. And he's like, what? What? And I said, Eddie, Eddie. He goes, what? He looks down. And I said, dude, fuck music. You beat cancer. That's way more important than all this. And not only did you beat it, but you're back here playing music, doing what you love. It's awesome. And he crouches down and gave me a hug. He's like, dude, that means so much to me. He didn't even high five, didn't even like fist bump, didn't do anything to anybody else. But me, he crouched down and gave me a hug because I was real with him, mm. you know. So that's you know, great. And, and, and and that's huge. <laughs> what, oh, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> but, but guys, but guys like guys like Dave Mustaine can't be fucking bothered to do anything. No, you know, it's wow. like so. You know, I, you know, I mean, how many musicians have you met that like are like that, that are enormous? that have every right to be a fucking asshole that are the sweetest fucking guys like Sammy Hagar. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazing guy. Yeah, He's great. He's... And then you meet and you meet guys like on such a lower level that are just fucking cops. Mm-hmm. Dude. Well, honestly, the only one that of, I mean, the, the huge ones for the most part, for the most part, those guys tend to be humble because they realize that being a dick will hurt their career. So, right. so most of the big name guys know enough to fucking smile and suck it up, even if they're not in a good mood or whatever. Right. But, you know, I mean, the ones that have been pricks that are pretty big names to me, Bon Jovi was, Brett Michaels was, Vince Neil was, Nikki Six, Six was and is, um, it was and is, was and is, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have no, I'll never listen to another record from Nikki six that does not have John Karabi on it. You know, that, isn't it, isn't it hard again? Isn't it hard to listen to shit yeah. when you know the guy's a piece of shit with that guy? Yeah. I, I, I can't listen to any Motley crew anymore. You know, I, I just can't. And I loved them at the time. I loved them, you know, but I, I'm, I'm done with them They're It's over. You know, it's, it's just, I'll listen to the self-titled because of John Karabi. Not because of Motley Crue. It just is, you know, 
it was before I was in the business, so I hadn't really met anybody, really. So, right. But yeah, f- fuck, fuck Nikki Six, what a cunt. <laughs> Dude, it's again, it's you know, if, if someone's a piece of shit, like mm-hmm. you can't help but listen to the music. And kind of picture your experience with them and be like, fuck off, dude. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like Megadeth, like the music is so fucking good that Dave Mustaine is that one guy that like, you know, and he wasn't a jerk to me personally, mm-hmm. but I've seen him be a fucking piece of shit to a bunch of people. Sure. Like, I, I, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. the music, the music surpasses like, you know, like, like Slayer, like. You know, mm-hmm. I saw him being jerk offs, like can't get past it. Uh, see, but, but I'll tell you what with Mustaine, because I've had bad experiences with Dave and right. But I, I can always forgive it because, first of all, I could never give up Rust in Peace as a record that I would listen to. I don't care. Oh, I I don't care if it comes out tomorrow yep. that Mustaine raped one hundred and forty thousand children in his life. I'm still going to listen to Rust in Peace. It, it's yeah, just dude. that kind of an album for me. Yep. That but, that and Injustice for All, I completely yeah. agree. Yep. But then the second thing for me is Dave being a dick gave me my radio career because that's how I ended up getting the full-time gig at MMS was from right. arguing with Mustaine and people being surprised that I fucking took back, you know, as a guest, jumped back at him. And and that's that's what led me on to MMS and gave me my you know even doing this today is because of Dave and I've had I've had run-ins with Dave that the fucking Napster thing when he was like I hope you could sleep at night knowing that you steal from me and I was like I sleep just fine Dave just fine <laughs> I didn't give a fuck and boy talk about an angry publicist Ooh, publicist not real happy. Because I'm sure the publicist, right? the publicist got the phone call like three seconds after after Dave hung up with me about yep. don't ever let me interview with that guy again, and I probably <laughs> never will interview with Dave again. But you know, well, now, now, now let let's go behind the curtain a little bit. You might, I might get you. you I, might I would like to. Soon. I would like to, but let's be honest. If I was that concerned about it, would I be telling this story right now? Of course not. No. I don't care. You know, if, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I'm friends with David Ellison. David Ellison is as much Megadeth as Dave Mustaine to me. To me. And and I do interviews based on me, not on what everybody else wants to hear. Right. You know, so is what it is. But, you know, I, I it, it does suck when you when you meet your heroes and they're cunts. Yeah. It, like he's he's the only one like I like. You know, you've uh, on aftershocks. Mm-hmm. You've done interview with John Bush. I'd say what what this week, right? Yeah, this week on Wednesday. Yeah, dude. And, and John Bush is amazing. Like we're both enormous Anthrax fans because sure. Anthrax basically is fucking musical perfection. Um, dude, like back on the Volume Eight tour, uh, I met Anthrax twice within three days. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I saw him at the at at the Odeon in Cleveland, right? And I, I met him. I was on the floor with Scott Ian and shit like that. Like I just, you know, it was me and my brother, and we were like fucking ages. Like we gotta go, we gotta go. I'm like, no, no, no. I I think they'll come out. Like because I at that point, like you know, Gatlin had sold out the Odeon a couple times, so I knew that you know 
they weren't going to kick me out because, you know, I, I did business for them. So I, right. I kind of pulled the card there. But um, also, like, I was like, okay, I, you know, I, I think the band will come out. I think the band will come out. And they did. And so I met Scott Ian and Charlie Benante that night with AJ. Well, a couple, a couple nights later, they were playing in Columbus. And it was actually on my brother's birth, my older brother's birthday, uh, 9 11 weird day but but we we went to see him in columbus right and aj and i i'll never forget aj and i got we i i I grabbed it was me and aj it was both my brothers and i and matt dixon uh everybody knows all these people up your butt joe boo (laughs) so we were were down at the the newport in uh in columbus Mm -hmm. and i was like we're going to stay on the floor. And everyone's like, no, we're leaving. I'm like, God damn it, AJ. We just met him a couple days ago. Fucking shut up and stay here. Well, we stayed and sure as shit. They came out. Well, John Bush came out at, at this point and he literally comes up to my chin and I'm not yeah. a tall dude. I'm five foot 10, but John Bush only came he's, up to my fucking chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And AJ was just pissed about standing there. And he like literally in front of John Bush, AJ starts pissing and John Bush puts his hand at both of our shows like bros like brothers you guys are brothers like just calm down man like let's have a good time like it's nice to meet you guys <laughs> like and then my big brother is like hey what's up man and like you know and I told John Bush I was like hey it's my brother this is his birthday tonight you know and my buddy Matt Dixon had never met a musician in his life much less somebody from Anthrax so you know I mean like Anthrax you know John Bush was so fucking cool yeah you know He's but then cool. you got guys, but then yeah. you got the other guy in the band that's a dick, Scott. Yeah, Scott's but you dick. know what? I I met him and he, dude, he was he was a dick, and I knew he was a dick when I met him like a couple days before that. But it was kind of just like I, I have to give him credit. It was it was more. Well, I'm tired. He was kind of tired. He wasn't like an asshole. Like, like you know, everyone you know has you know heard mm. the stories of him being a fucking pecker, but. He was just kind of tired. Yeah, well, and he's a dick. You, you could tell he was, he was short. And- he must always be tired then because. Do you I've, have a shit story about Scott Ian? I, I just, just from interviewing him and, and from meeting him. I, I've met him a few times, and he was always short and cunty. And and um, every interview I've ever done with him has always been short and cunty. And it's like, dude, yeah. and this is always my, my take on this. If you don't want to do the interview... Don't fucking obligate to do it. If you if you don't want to do interviews, then don't do it. Do fucking four instead of fourteen. You know, do bigger things. If if you're so fucking important and you hate fucking interviews, do one with the L.A. Times, do one with the New York Times, do one with whatever Chicago's paper is, and call it a fucking day. Right. Don't do fucking thirty because let's be honest. When you start doing the smaller ones, the smaller guys are excited to fucking meet you. They're excited right. to interview you, and they will promote you to death. So have an ounce of fucking respect for the people that are fucking putting asses in your door. You know, yeah. have an ounce of respect. I'm not even saying suck their dick or anything. I don't need Scott Ian to call, to come on and be like, dude, I'm so glad that I'm on Aftershocks or I'm so glad to be on the Classic Metal Show. You know, I listen all the time and it's great. I don't need that. I don't need you to pretend that you listen to the show. I don't need you to pretend that you even know that my name from anybody else's name. But how about, hey, dude, 
Thanks a lot for taking the time. Let's talk some anthrax for 15 minutes. Right. How about that? And then we'll talk about the band, and then we'll play a fucking song, and we'll say, catch them tonight at the Odeon when they play with bup, 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 and and on we fucking go. You forget about me for three years. I forget about you for three fucking years, and then we meet again in three years. You know, you don't have to be a dick. And if you don't want to do interviews, dude, even our ID with Scott Ian, he's a dick. He's like, really? He's like, there's this Scott Ian from Anthrax, and I'm a dick. You know, he, he's. <laughs> let me see if I can't find it right. real quick. CMS. Right. CMS ID Scott Ian. While you're looking that up, speaking yeah. of Anthrax, I, I have to. I think I've called in this favor before mm-hmm. with you, and yeah. I, I'm gonna. And, and you know me, I, I never call in favors. Yeah. If you ever get a chance for me to meet Joey Belladonna, please, right. I I would love to meet Joey Belladonna. Dude. Well, I can tell you it won't be at a Mensa meeting. <laughs> I, the guy's an idiot, but the he guy is, is like. Nice, dude. nice guy. Real nice guy. I, I always hate bagging on him for being so stupid because he is a really nice guy, but he is dumb. Well, dude, you know what, though? He's got a great voice and, yeah. and dude, God, God bless him. Like, you know, yeah. a- after the, after the fucking um, the uh, uh, Euphoria tour, 88, they're like, dude, you're getting hammered all the time. Mm-hmm. Fucking stop drinking or you're fired. He fucking cut booze out immediately. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and he still got canned like three years later. Yeah, <laughs> like, the poor, but he came back and it still is like. Yeah, and the yeah, last man, two like, records have been great. So for all kings and dude, worship. Dude, right. Dude. Right, listen to this ID. Listen to this fucking emotionless dick id check this out (laughs) hey this is scotty from anthrax and you're listening to the classic metal show (laughs) thanks buddy (laughs) hi hi john from gatlin you're listening to the classic metal show thanks for that pal (laughs) you're a fucking pal (laughs) that's that's the i've done a million IDs. And I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm Scotty. Like, can't mm-hmm. you like, can't you fake you, it, dude? Yep. Yeah. It goes. It goes back to the original point. Like, can't like, I get it. Like, you've done this over and over and yeah. over and over. But can't you at least instead? This is Scotty. And listen, like, can't yeah. you just go? This is Scotty and of Anthrax. You're listening to the yeah. classic metal show. Yeah. Something. It literally well, takes you two seconds. And, and, and like, what the fuck? And here's my answer to when they say, well, I do so many and I'm bored with them or whatever. You know how many interviews I've done, dude? Yeah. I've done well, thousands of interviews. And yet every interview that I do, I come in energized. I try to anyway. Yeah. I try to come in and be and be knowledgeable and be, hey, you got a new record coming out. What's that? alike you know <laughs> yep. you know well, dude but i mean like like the, you know you it's their job like it is their job yeah. like dude you get to play guitar for a living mm-hmm. you get to just fucking tour the world you do this that, and the other and, and and you know as much as they're gonna say well well you know it's it's more than that it's this it's you know we have to be away from our families mm-hmm. like like i i get especially me like i get that dude like yeah. i totally get that but it doesn't excuse being a fucking cock about look, it. Like, look, I here, mean, is it is it so tough for you? Like, yeah. that you get paid. Let let's say they let let's say they make a hundred thousand dollars a year. 
just like in in eight months, nine months, ten months. Right. You know. But they're in America. They're in South America. You know, they're in Brazil. They're in Europe and shit. Like, you know, they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And if all they have to do to do that is to go, hey, what's up? It's Scotty from Anthrax. You're listening to the classic metal show. Like, if all they have to have to do is show some energy, like. I don't think like, and I get it. Like, you know, you're away from your family most of the year. Like I, I completely understand that, you know, yeah. like I, I love Steph and she's at all my shows, but when she's not at my shows, I have to admit, I miss her. And I can't imagine being away from her for like, you know, you know, four months, six months, eight months, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Here's- for fuck's sake, dude, if all you got to do is show energy for yeah. two seconds and go, <laughs> Hey, I'm Scotty in for me. <laughs> yeah, that like, that, that it's really that, not too much to ask. That lifeless <laughs> that lifeless fucking idea I just played is four seconds long. Yeah. So this guy couldn't find four seconds of fucking energy to give me. Four fucking seconds. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's like I'll, I'll tell you the difference. That's Scotty in. Now I'm going to come forward to Wednesday with John Bush. Wednesday I was supposed to interview John Bush at noon. At noon. Um, I, and it was the stream yard thing. So he wasn't sure that he knew how to fucking work the stream yard. That's what he told the publicist, but he was going to try and do video. So, and if, if we couldn't get the video, I had his phone number to call him. So it got to be about five, six after 12. And I texted him and I said, Hey, are you having trouble with the video or, you know, or are you running late? Because he was, he was doing interview run, you know, like doing 12 interviews during the day or whatever. And he right. hits me back and says, dude, I'm sorry. I have a scheduling conflict. You know, somehow I got double booked for this interview. Can we do right. it again later? And I said, sure, we can do it again. I was like, when? And he was like, I'll text you in a few hours because like his schedule was all fucked up. Hours. Hours. He oh, said, I'll, I'll, ske- I'll text you in a couple of hours and I'll tell you when. And I said, fair enough. You know, cool. He texted me two hours later, which all by itself is good. Instead of having a publicist reach back to me, John Bush right. texts me back two hours later <laughs> and says, I know this is asking a lot, but can you do it at 11 p.m. your time? And I said, sure. So. And then we did it at 11 p.m. my time. But he literally, in a day that was fucked up and his scheduling was fucked up, probably between label and press promotion all booked for the same times, he did interviews from at least noon until at least midnight. And my interview with him at 11 11 p.m., he literally told me that he had just finished walking his dog because he he had been he didn't have time to walk his dog all day so he had to take his right. dog and he walked his dog and you know he was trying to find a room where there weren't people in like his kids or his wife or whatever and he couldn't find a room to do the video and i mean it was a whole thing but he still found a place to do it and knocked out the interview and was not a lifeless prick after doing 12 goddamn hours of interviews yep. He was energetic. Yep. He was awesome. He was he answered every question, both yep. both armored scene and anthrax stuff. Um, and as always, he was a delight to talk to. 
Yeah. You know, and dude, I, the, 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 I was I I didn't quite finish my Columbus story huh. with him. I got in a fight with AJ in front of John Bush, and he it's like, guys, you gotta stop fighting, dude. Like he brought AJ and I together, like hugged us up, like he he's, he's good he's, he's such, good people, but dude, here's the deal: if he puts out a shitty album, for the sake of argument, he decides he wants to put out a fucking country jazz fusion record. <laughs> Something that's just a bag of shit, and and it's and right. it sounds god fucking awful terrible. Right. I will absolutely line up to help him promote it. Yep, sight unseen. Yep. I won't even listen to it, and I'll be like, "Great to have you back, John." You know yep. who I'm like that with? D fucking Schneider. D Schneider. Yep. I see D online being a prick pretty much every day now. He's definitely got old man's disease combined with COVID and and being locked up disease. And he's just being a cunt every day online. And you know what? Don't care if he puts out. I don't care. Whatever he puts out, I will always support it because when I was 13 years old, I was trying to get his autograph. His fucking pen died and he didn't sign my autograph. He saw me crying like a little girl and fucking came over to me pointed me out to his manager, told me to, you know, had me give my information to the manager. And then like a month later, I get a box full of fucking stuff, all autographed from D with a single note that says, see, I'm true to my word. And I still have the note. And, and he, and I mean, he signed everything, signed shirts, signed albums, signed everything. And you know what? That was when I was 13 years old. That was when they were big. Yep. This, that was on the uh, stay hungry tour. That was when they yep. were at their biggest. And yep. now I don't give a shit what he does. He could, you know, yep. if he does a country album, I'm going to be right there with a cowboy hat on on StreamYard. Right. It's 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 that fucking I, I, loyalty and treating people with respect gets respect back. Dude, exactly. That's why, you know, you, you know, with, with the Van Halen thing, like, you know, we always argue about David Lee Ross sounds like garbage. I'm like, yeah, like he does. And, you know, we always argue about, you know, well, you know, first of all, when I go to see Van Halen, I sing every word. So in my musculature, in my skull, whatever, fucking mm-hmm. like the vocals sound fine to me because I'm singing lead. I'm not listening to Dave. I'm there to see Eddie and I'm loving seeing Eddie play guitar. But because I, I had that experience with Eddie, it fucking like it just makes it even better for me because he was so nice to me. Sure. And the same thing with like, you know, like, you know, and we've talked, you want to talk about an underrated band. Um, dude, you will always agree on this. Like it's, it's, it's the same reason why, like I will pay any amount of money to always see seven dust. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, it'd be, those guys are the absolutely fucking sweetest guys you'll ever meet, dude. Like, and it's like, you know, it's amazing. Like, again, like you love a band's music, mm-hmm. but to meet them in person, it's just like kind of like it personalizes it. And, mm-hmm. you know, bands like Seven Dust and for me, Dream Theater, I've met everybody that's ever been in Dream Theater except for Kevin Moore. And they're just fucking amazing people. Like, it just makes you love the music more. Whereas, you know, like you said, like Motley Crue, like you're fucking pissed off like fuck Motley Crue because you know the guys were fucking cocks to you right so you know I mean it really does affect 
you know, your opinion of uh, of how you feel about the music and, and stuff. Like huh? when you actually have like a personal experience with it, you know? Yeah. No, it does, man. But all right, let's play some tunes. I'm I'm tired of talking. I need water. So and I need to pee, too. All so. right. Well, then let's play some uh, slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. We'll play a little bit of that. This is driving rain. It is slash right here on your classic metal show.